In a nutshell, it is to establish a community-owned and run greengrocer's shop. Nothing more, nothing less. We're not looking necessarily at expanding into all sorts of things as Earthy did, you know, washing up liquid and bread or whatever. We're going to stick to greengrocery. And then we're casting around looking for ideas of how to keep our profile up while we take the project forward. And our chair, Stephen Hawkins, is also on the committee of PEDAL, the transition town, who run the market. So the offer was made there of come and take a table at the market and advertise the idea. Yeah, basically test it. Test it, yes. I mean, we had nothing more than leaflets and a clipboard to sign people up to our, our mailing list. But the enthusiasm was definitely there, almost without exception. And we, we didn't count, but we should have done. We believe we spoke to at least 100 people on that day. I think with one exception, everybody was very much behind our idea. So uh, Graham Kitchener, who runs the market for Pedal, approached us at the end of the, the market and said, how about you actually run a stall at the next market? His view was that the market itself, when it had lost its regular greengrocer some two or three months earlier, the footfall had declined that the market needed a greengrocer. We talked this through, decided it was worth a try. With the help of our friends at Diggin in Brunsfield, we got produce, uh, we had volunteers, we got a market stall from Pedal for no charge that month, and in, in September, we ran our first uh, market stall, which generated not a lot, because we're not a, we're, our intent is always to be a non-profit. We've got to cover our costs, but non-profit we generated a small amount of excess cash from that first market and it seemed like a, a no-brainer to say yeah okay we'll carry on we'll, we'll do it again so we've now done nine markets and uh, they've all been successful well certainly when i saw you at the market this month you were really at the point that i was watching you were actually very popular we have i mean the market is on for four hours and like anything in, in retail, it goes in peaks and troughs. So there's a few people always there before 9.30, hoping to get the best of the bread share bread or the cheese man's cheese uh, or, or whatever, and our vegetables. And then there's a bit of a dip, and then it, it comes and goes. But our objective, it's an objective and it's a problem. Because we're not running a regular shop, because we're doing this once a month, we cannot have anything left over. So we have to gauge our purchasing on the basis that we are going to sell every last tomato, every last apple. And that's impossible. We don't succeed in that. What that means is that people coming along late in the day are often disappointed. We're not experts. We only have nine, essentially nine days trading to, to go by. And of course, fruit and veg is seasonal. So what's been isn't any guide to what's available. We promised people nine months ago, yes, we're, we're aiming to open a shop just as soon as possible. And they're saying, is it happening? Yes. Oh, good. I thought maybe you'd given up. No, we haven't given up yet. We don't intend to give up. It's just taking longer than we might have anticipated to make but headway. One of the things you had hoped to be able to do was actually to be able to have a weekly stall. That's something that we, we are actively looking at. We've canvassed people as they've talked to us at the market and we're as confident as we can be that if we were able to do a, a stall somewhere every Saturday, people would come and frequent it and they would buy from us. They had high hopes of the town hall, but of course that's were, no longer really an option, at least for the moment. There is, of course, a big space of pavement, a piece of pavement between the bank and the town hall. It is often used by people who are 
campaigning for election or whatever as as a space. And we uh, came up with this idea that that would be the ideal place to put ourselves every Saturday morning from 9.30 till 12.30 or 1.30 or something. Essentially the same market stall as we've got in the park the first Saturday of every month, just erect it on the pavement every Saturday morning. We've got the manpower, we've got the supply of goods, but we need somewhere to store the market stall in between markets. And we had high hopes of maybe being able to get permission to use one of the many nooks and crannies in the town hall uh, to do just that. But of course the town hall is off limits for an indefinite period of time. We need to think of some alternative. Uh, we haven't given up yet. We're busy thinking about that. If anybody who lives on the high street has got a large enough cupboard or something that uh, we could store a six-foot metal pole in, we'd be delighted to hear from them. <laughs> yeah, that still is a sort of temporary situation. Your long-term ambition is to go for something that's almost as rare as hen's teeth, which is a, an empty shop on the high street. If you travel around Edinburgh or virtually any other town in Britain, there are empty shops on most high streets. You go over to Kerstorfen or down to Stockbridge or something like that, there's a choice of two or three units that would be ideal for us. But in Portobello, it's a nice thing to be able to say there are no empty shops, aside from three, which are all kitted out as catering units, which increases their desirability because the installation of ventilation is a five-figure sum. And, of course, if the shop's got the ventilation, the landlord is looking for a bit extra on, on the rent to cover that. Yeah, we're in trouble. It's not a nice thing to say, but we're actually hoping that somebody goes bust and a shop unit that is just a shop unit becomes vacant. Sad to be riding on the coattails of somebody else's failure, but that is the truth of the matter. Essentially, that's what happened, and we now have the Porty Bookshop. Indeed. I was born and bred in Portobello. I've lived the majority of my life in Portobello. I can recall when Portobello High Street had five butchers. We're down to one. I can think of at least three fishmongers. We still have one very good one. And Finlay's the butcher, of course, is excellent too. I've been racking my brains trying to remember how many greengrocers I can recall from my early days. I'm certainly up in the four or five. Portobello has, has, has reduced to no greengrocers, one each, the fishmonger and butcher, and many other things have disappeared. The Porty Bookshop, of course, is, is another one that's reversing that trend. But that gives you hope. Very much so. Very much so. I mean, the property next door to that, that was most recently a clothing shop, is way too big for us. The rent is way beyond what we could ever agree to pay, because it's a, it's a very extensive shop. It goes back a fair distance and it has a basement as well. So again, I suppose when I said there was no vacant shops, no vacant shops that are viable for our project. We only need under 500 square feet because all we're trying to do is, is set out a stall where we'll be getting probably three times a week deliveries of fresh fruit and veg. And we're not going to be storing anything. It's not going to be there for any length of time. It, we don't need big back shop. It comes in, goes on display, sells. We order more. That's the plan. Keep it simple.